Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. And how is everyone doing today? Hello, hello. And my name is Sharice Johnson Moore, and I want to welcome you to Authors Excerpt Sunday. How is everyone doing today? Hello, hello, hello. I want to congratulate this young lady, Shandrika, for writing this awesome book. This, this book is off the chain. I have purchased it and read it. Okay. And I love it. And I wanted to want y'all to help me welcome our special guest for today, Miss Shandrika Pugh. Hello, Ms. Shandrika. How are you doing today? I am grateful. Thank you. My last name is pronounced Fee. Um, it Fee. sounds like F-E-E -E, um, okay. uh, versus uh, the Pew. So uh -huh. listen, <laughs> what I did not know is that you had purchased and read the book. I did not know. Yes, yes. I, I, thank you so I, much for that. And I, I, I'm welcome. glad you like it. Yes, ma'am. I love it. I love the book. Oh. Uh, I want to give a little background. Yeah. Um, Shandrika D. Fee. F. E. Yes. Is an ordained reverend, is an outdoor enthusiast, a triathlete, <laughs> okay, a wellness coordinator by profession, and a partner with W Brand Publishing for release of her debut book, Lord, I Don't Want to Die a Christian. In 2005, she graduated from Beacon University with a Bachelor's of Arts in Biblical Studies, then went on to complete her two-year teaching and mission assignment in Channel. That ultimately revolutionized her life. For fun, Shandrika initiates local events like biking events, breakfast clubs, and melon, mouse, and more, providing her communities, Black women, trustworthy outdoor experiences. Everyone, hello, and let's welcome Miss Shandrika Fee. Yes. Hi, Shandrika, how are you doing today? That was a great introduction. Thank you. I'm You're grateful welcome. to be here. Um, glad to be here and glad to be sharing my story. Okay, Ms. Shandrika. So what possessed you to write this book? Well, was I possessed? The inspiration behind the book is was China. It was the experience of living apart from all that I knew. Um, and all mm. that I knew was not just Western, the Western world or the Western country or culture, but mm. religion called Christianity. It was the only thing I knew. Church, ministry, Christianity. Um, that's all I knew. Mm. And so um, living apart from Western religion uh, for two years is what inspired me to write to write the book. Okay, okay. So in 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 hindsight, um what other things uh on that trip? What what was the what on that trip, what was that total inspiration for this trip to channel? Uh, uh you know. um, that's a great question. I um 
it's hard to explain, but I will say that I was open to going to China because, and I shouldn't say it's hard to explain, but it's, it's such a long um, ex- story as to how mm-hmm. I ended up there. Um, okay. But I'll tell you, I was open because, uh, open to the idea because I had broken up with uh, the guy I was in love with. We were engaged and I broke off the engagement and me going to China was like, you know, what some of us do sometimes when uh, when we are in those positions, have those those experiences. We cut our hair, we get a tattoo or, you know, something dramatic. And so me going to China was um, that that, you know, uh, that dramatic thing is just totally relocating. Um, it wasn't something that I pursued. I never intended to leave to go to another country. I didn't even have a passport when I was offered the job. So okay. I was offered the job one week. I mean, I had an interview one week, offered the job that same week and had to be on a plane the following week to San Diego. One way play ticket, still no, um, still didn't have a passport when I got to San Diego. Um, okay. Training there. Uh, but turns out if there's a there was a passport office about an hour mm-hmm. away um, from where we were um, doing our training for okay. to go to China. So the first day I got there, they took me to apply for my passport. I paid for it to be expedited and I had it before it was time to go. Um, I got to China and man, it just as you read, it revolutionized my life. I went to China to change mm-hmm. China. I went to China uh, to make all of Asia. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. And turns out uh, being there, it really changed my life. Oh, yes, yes. I I did read that in the book. It was um very inspirational. And can you tell us some, maybe one or two experiences you had there um while you were visiting? Let me see if I can narrow that down. It was such a big experience that I think it is still the way it changed me is still mm-hmm. manifesting. However, many years later, um, mm-hmm. man, uh, so many experiences. The one that comes to mind is one I wrote about. Um, we had uh, we experienced something called power hour. And so mm-hmm. let me let me rewind. I taught at a university there. Um, I mm-hmm. taught freshman college students. And I did this with, I partnered with other um, Western and uh, other Western uh, teachers. There was Western, Mm -hmm. Filipino and all of that. So we all were there teaching Asians and um, there was Baptists and, uh, uh, um, you know, Catholics and Jewish people teaching there. We were all there partnering Mm -hmm. to teach. And, um, you know, we had this thing called power hour where we would invite um, our mm-hmm. students to, to worship at the church that the Chinese government set up called the three self church. Mm-hmm. We go over there and have worship and there would be always a word of exhortation. So we'd mm-hmm. sing songs, um, you know, someone would exhort and then we would leave. But before we left, we would always be asked, or we would, it would be told to our students that if they had any questions, they could talk to their teachers about their questions as it relates to the sermon or the, the exhortation. Mm-hmm. So we would walk back to campus, and if my students had questions, they would ask mm-hmm. me. 
what I started to notice over time was the the exhortation and mm. the or the the sermon was always done mm. by men. Okay. So that was always interesting to me and mm. um, kind of bothersome because I would all I'd have female students and male students that would come with me. You know, I was mm. empowering yeah. female students and male students, um, okay. all of that, and so. I was invited there to love on male students and female students. I was mm-hmm. invited there to help change the lives of female students and male students. So when yes. we come to this power hour, why are we just hearing the exhortation from men? Uh-huh. Okay. And so I, I took it up on myself to, to challenge that. And long okay. story short, I had to sit in front of a board of men, no women, uh-huh. Uh-huh. all Western men, um, all yes. of them coming from the states, of course, yes. um, and, and sit before them and present an argument to them about why this is not this is not cool. Okay. Um, there are more actually quiet is kept. There are more female pastors underground okay. China um, than there are men. There are mm-hmm. more female pastors in underground Christianity in China mm-hmm. than there are men. So okay. at least at that time, so, so many, so many things about that didn't make sense. And okay. they ended up having to change that. And they had to allow women to now exhort as just as, as much as men did. Okay. Okay. Um, so when it comes to the title of this book, Lord, I don't want to die Christian. Okay. Can you, Please um, elaborate how you came up with this title for the book. Yeah, I was back in the States after two years Mm -hmm. of being in China. And I was back on the tail end of or maybe at the beginning of, if you will, uh, us having a black president. Um, He and Mm -hmm. Barack Obama had just been confirmed as president not long uh, after I or before I got back. And um, I was, I was, that was happening and I was struggling with adjusting to Christianity in the States again. You know, I was going back to church, but feeling suffocated, tired of kind of feeling suffocated by seeing the same people all the time, doing the Mm -hmm. same thing every week. Um, You Mm -hmm. know, it was culture shock um, versus Mm -hmm. I was in China. Um, Every day was different. My fellowship mm-hmm. was different depending on who I was with. It was just always. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm coming back and everything is the same day in and day out, week in and week out. And mm-hmm. um, it started to feel like I couldn't breathe. On the other hand, Barack Obama has been again uh, is the president now. And our white evangelical Christian brothers of sisters who have influence were being mm-hmm. vocal about um, their disdain for having a black president. And so uh, one day I was watching CNN and and they did a news story about a pastor who had allowed his grandson in the pulpit to sing a racist song about a president, elementary kid. Okay. So done. I turned my TV off. I Mm -hmm. still uh, start cleaning up my apartment. I walked over to my front door to pick up some shoes I had taken off at the door. And literally, mm-hmm. when I stood, I exhaled, Lord, I don't want to die a Christian. Uh-huh. Okay. And it was like, wow, where'd that come from? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
and you know, and so the next thought was that's a book title. And then my next thought was, well, you know, what is that? I, well, my next thought was I, I wasn't planning on writing a book, you know. Okay. That was never something yes. I endeavored to do. And so I just started to press into the idea of what it's supposed to be. And it became a bestseller last year. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. And in the book, it talk you you talk about you talk about some things. And I, I wanted you to um elaborate on what is your favorite topic to talk about in this in your book. What is your favorite yeah. topic? Now you know that's tough. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a favorite. Um because, uh, uh -huh. because all of them come out of personal experience. You know, mm -hmm. per and you know, if I'm not my favorite, who is? <laughs> so, that's right. You know, that's as right. a person, um, uh -huh. I, it, it came out of my person, so I can't yeah. choose a favorite. Um, okay. I've been, I've never been asked that. I've been asked which was the most challenging to write, which mm -hmm. ended, because the the subtitle of my book is my journal and journey to freedom. And so mm -hmm. I, I write these journal entries and just, you know, and I published it and, yeah. and I've been asked what has been the most, what was the most challenging um, mm -hmm. because there were some hard realizations I had to come to, to write certain entries. And yeah. um, so I, I, I could answer the most challenging would have been a need, a tree and a choice. That one was mm -hmm. a real tough one. That was, that's closer to the end. Um, that mm -hmm. one brought me to tears. And so, okay. I don't I don't know that I have a favorite. I have some lighthearted ones like uh, mm -hmm. ones I giggle at is uh, the one about cussing. That's at the at the beginning, you know, um, yep. you know, really like um, thinking that cussing was unholy and that God mm -hmm. was going to get me um, only yeah. to only to have to admit later that. Um, I, nothing gets me cussing like religion. Like you get to talk about religion, and I'm just mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I prefer yeah. not to um, not be, and, and so I had to kind of revisit, you know, my thoughts around that. Um, being mm -hmm. raised Church of God in Christ, raised holiness, as they say, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Why don't why don't I want to cuss? Like I had to start thinking about that. Do I think it's bad? No, I don't mm -hmm. think God is mad at me if I cuss. So mm -hmm. why do I still not prefer it? And it's because mm -hmm. it's so my reason changed. You know, yeah. um, it, not that I still that I don't every now and then, um, but I prefer not to because I think it's a mm -hmm. misrepresentation of my mother um, mm -hmm. and the investment that she put into her her girls. Teaching yes. us, she believes it looks like to be a lady. Yes, um, and yes. so I often I think about that, and sometimes that's what keeps me from from using profanity. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, but also the every now and then it 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 comes it slip I, out. Religion, it religion, <laughs> listen, it it's not even a slip when we get to talk about religion. I'm just like, mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Mm, all right. Yes. So, you know, um, like, so those, so that's some lighthearted, you know, entries. Yes. But the more the 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 more the book goes on towards the end, the deeper, mm -hmm. if you will, or the the deeper I dig, um, yes. into what Christianity 
has taught us. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, is it possible we could hear an excerpt from the book? Sure. Um, you have the book, right? Yes, ma'am. Do you, is there something, or can you just choose a page, a page you, or title? You, you pick. Oh, you pick, you pick. I you to help me. Well, let the Holy Spirit lead you, baby. All right. Uh, let me see. I, I, I want to try something different. I always go to one particular place because um, it's profound, but I'll do this one. It's short. It's called Don't Question God. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote this May 26, 2020. There can mm -hmm. be no covenant where there is no commun communion. No mm -hmm. communion where there is no conversation. No conversation mm -hmm. where there are no questions. And there can mm -hmm. be no questions where curiosity does not exist. Yes. P.S. December 31st, 2020. Christianity points us to an opportunity called covenant relationship with God, while it, in large part, admonishes us to abandon curiosity by disregarding our questions. But if one were seeking to locate the pulse of my relationship, questions asked of God would offer thriving as the diagnosis of our agreement, i.e. covenant. Mm -hmm. I am not questioning God. I am mm -hmm. asking God questions. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's probably right. one of my favorite shorter ones because, um, you know, we were it, particularly in the black community, um, yes, we're taught not to quote unquote question God. And I'll tell you that I don't believe that just that starts with just the statement itself or being shared, you know, or being told that it yeah, started, yeah. With, we couldn't ask our parents questions. Mm -hmm. You, you yeah. I, I think you probably know that. And so yeah. the tone was don't question me versus don't yeah. ask me questions because don't yeah. ask me questions sounds stupid. It sounds silly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it was don't question me. Question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. um, I think what we also have to, to admit is that or highlight is that our parents were God until we got old enough <laughs> and found out something different, right? Right, right. But for <laughs> us, you know, our parents were to be revered, were to be reverenced yeah. as yeah. God. We did what we were told, when we were told. We mm -hmm. not not that we didn't have an opinion or not yeah. that we didn't offer an opinion. You yeah. didn't have an opinion. You pretty much. Um, <laughs> you know what right? I mean? You don't have mm -hmm. an opinion. You don't yeah. think in this house because you you don't pay no bills. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, I had to revisit the phrase or the idea that we can't question God. I had to revisit yeah. that and, and then yes. offer, I'm not questioning God. I want to take that tone away from yeah. uh, the black community and culture. Yes. I am, however, asking God questions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We all should ask God questions. Yes. That's part of living, you know, yeah. because um, when 
you know, growing up, I would see my grandma read her Bible. We go to church and I, they send me Sunday school, you know, things like that. But no one really sat down and really explained, you know, what kind of relationship we were to have with God. Mm-hmm. No one explained, okay, well, you got to communicate. You know, you, it was this thing of, okay, go to church and God will fix it. Mm. You know, go, go to church. Uh, God work it out, uh, you know, go to church and it'll be, uh, you know, it, it'll be, it, it'll be all right. You know, don't, don't stress yourself out about it. Cause God got control over everything, you know, <laughs> and it was never the older I got, the more I understood me being a minister myself that you have to have a personal relationship with God. Amen. You have to have a personal relationship, not just go on what you see on TV and what you hear. And, you know, it's so much stuff thrown at us about, you know, how we supposed to treat God, how we supposed to intercede with God, how we supposed to. But there's nothing like a personal relationship with him. But when you have that personal relationship with him, you see God totally different. Yes. Yep. Then then the way you was raised, you know, because. You know, and, um, you know, uh, there's nothing like having, there's nothing like having that personal relationship with God, because when you put him first in your life, he always, he's always there to answer your questions, even though you ain't even asking him. He right. might show you through an event, he right. might you, show you through a person, he might show you through words. Uh, words someone says the answer to your question mm-hmm. that you've been wondering for a long time, and that is how the relationship is with with you and God. And and I know I, I know for myself that um, as that old saying goes, if it had not been for the Lord, where would I be? Mm-hmm. You know, and um. So that's how, I don't know, maybe that's, that's how, that's how I have that relationship with God because everybody sees God different, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how our lives are, you know, well, some, some children aren't taught, aren't, aren't even taught, uh, aren't even, they don't even go to church, you know, right. some children don't go to church, they're not raised in church. And when you in church day in, day out, Rehearsal, choir rehearsal, Bible study, Sunday school, four, three, maybe one or two, three services on a Sunday, and then that's not including all the churches you might visit during the week, you know. And you know, and and it's like, okay, and then when you drift away from all that activity and you see what the world is offering, you either get enticed by that. Or you either stick to your moral ground standing that you were taught and you stand upon what God wants you to see and not what the world wants you to see, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so um, it, it, I want to I ask you, um, so I see you do a lot of, a, a lot of outside activities, outdoor stuff. Can you tell us more about 
about that part of your life? Well, um, I'm, you're asking wonderful questions. That that I, I didn't start really doing outdoor events until I decided I didn't want to die a Christian. Um, it, you know, if because I had to figure out, well, what does that mean? You know, so number one, it means revisiting all that Christianity taught me to believe and mm-hmm. learning, trying to figure out what do I believe as a person? Um, mm-hmm. And then if I don't believe a lot of what Christianity taught me, if I don't believe uh, in membership, church membership, if I don't believe mm-hmm in gathering every Sunday, <laughs> you know, every Wednesday, all the revivals and conferences. If, you know, if I, if I can't find where God has required that of me, what do I do in my life? You know, and, yeah. and so, like I said, I started to feel suffocated going to church. So I went and bought a bicycle. Um, and literally I was, I could not breathe in church. I felt like my perspective of God and people and the world life had expanded and it couldn't fit in the conversation or the construct of yes. religion, um, mm-hmm. the walls of Christianity. And so I went and bought a bicycle and mm-hmm. uh, I was a swimmer. At least I bought a bicycle um, and mm-hmm. then I was seeing the same people um, that I was seeing at the pool. I was seeing them on bikes. Then they encouraged me to start learning how or start doing triathlons. And so um, so I had to learn to start running again or learn Mm -hmm. to start how to run. And Mm -hmm. I joined Black Girls Run uh, Columbus, Georgia, and I started completing triathlons. And once I conquered that, um, it was like, well, what else can I do? And I started hiking and conquered that. And what else? I started kayaking and like I did. Keep exploring the world, like you know. Mm. I write on the on the the uh, back cover of my book. Do you yes. know? I felt like um, the experience of China gave me a choice to either be curious or be Christian. And so mm. I've offered that I would rather die curious than die Christian. And mm. it, so my curiosity has pushed me out. Yeah, uh, out your comfort zone. Yes, out of my comfort zone. I want to see. I want to know. I want to learn. I want to participate. I, it's it's literally. I literally am living, if you will, a life um, that I never thought I would I would live. And so mm-hmm. I love going to find waterfalls. Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think last year, a year before last, we found um, waterfalls as we normally do, and I actually sat under one of them, and mm-hmm. I. I I got so high, like I mm-hmm. I felt inebriated after I finished. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. just feel the the water hug me. You know, it yes. was. And and yes. I, I, under, I understand and know where I came from. You know, my yeah. I would say that many of my family are a reflection of what I come from, and yes. have never experienced what I've experienced because. Because their whole life is church, yeah, and Christianity, and reflecting yeah. that. And mm-hmm. oh, I want to go. I gotta go. I gotta breathe. I gotta know. I gotta see. Uh-huh. I, gotta, I gotta smell the wind. I gotta feel the water. I gotta, you know, uh-huh. I gotta hug, be hugged by the trees. I gotta hug the yeah. trees. To hear the, yeah. the earth under my feet. Yes. So yes. out there, you know, the yeah. uh, Psalms in the Book of Psalms, I believe it's written. Yes. By um, this verse particular is written by David. He said, the earth mm. is the Lord's 
mm-hmm. and fullness thereof, yeah. and they that dwell therein. And so I want to go and explore the the manifestation, the reflection mm-hmm. of God in the earth. Yes, yes. Um, our uh, Mr. Charles McCausland says that's so awesome. And then he says, he says, that's so profound. Um, these are our our uh, um, audience members. And um, thank thank, yeah, thank you, Mr. Charles, for your comment. Thank you, Mr. Charles, so much. Thank you so much. And I fi- I found that out too. But the the way I found the way I found out was after I had the three most important the three most important people in my life pass away, and they passed passed away behind each other. My grandmother yeah. in 2011, my father in 2014, like two weeks before my birthday, and then my mother six months later. And I was like, okay, Lord, so what you trying to tell me? So. Um, you know, and the thing is, is God will open our eyes to to see what we need to see mm-hmm. if we just let him do what he do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the events in our lives might be devastating or they might be life changing. And those events are meant to open our eyes, mm-hmm. to open our hearts and our spirits and to 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 broaden our horizons, even in our mindsets, you know. And um, that's what I love about God. He always has, he always has something for you to see that you didn't see before. Mm-hmm. But then you have that life changing experience, or you have something, you know, life changing or an event happening in your life, and it kind of tur- it, it kind of, it kind of turns on the light bulb. Like, yeah, okay, so now I can do this, mm-hmm. or now I want to do something different. You know, like. Like you said, I, you know, I, I want to do something else different with my life. Right. And and it's it's so invigorating when when the I call it when the blinders are taken off. You know how the horse he got blinds on, you see right. one way. Right. And then the blinds come off, you be like, yes. oh, I always always share with with uh with friends that it mm-hmm. wasn't until I came back from China that I could see the colors of nature. Yeah. Yes. Like all the colors of the trees stand out mm-hmm. still today. Yes. And China, that happened to the China experience was almost almost 20 years ago. And I, I know mm-hmm. I talk about it. I think I talk about it like it happened yesterday. But mm-hmm. you know, I and still today, every mm-hmm. all the colors and, and all of nature, it I feel it all. And I, yes. I believe if I believe if I didn't, I try to always stick to me. I believe mm-hmm. if I didn't or if something changes about that, then something mm-hmm. has happened with my health. Like, I think it's healthy to notice, you know, yeah. to see and feel the wind and, and hear the sound of nature. I think it's yes. healthy to see. You know, I yes. used to cycle uh, uh, with ear, head, earphones or head mm-hmm. or earbuds. Yeah. Or something. And mm-hmm. one day mm-hmm. I accidentally left them at home. And I okay. never went back. I I was like, I've been missing all of this. Oh, this? Yeah. Uh, you know? All this pretty sound. Yeah. And so yes. ever since, I've never gone outside, you know, and, and turned on anything. I just listened to the sounds and listened to the even the insects. The mm-hmm. uh, To go hiking, one of my favorite things is to hear the gravel under my feet. And I never go by myself. So it's my my shoes and somebody else's shoes, and you can just 
hear the the steps yeah. in unity and you yeah. know it's it's yeah. the most amazing it is you know and it is i think it's healthy to notice and and to be it's a part of i think being present you know yes to be present enough to to see colors and feel the wind and makes you grateful yes it does i like walking myself i I go with my pastor all the time Uh, oh uh, first, my pastor and first lady they like walking, and uh, I remember the first time I went with her. We went to the woods, right? And we was like, okay, we're going walking, and and it was like one of those freeing experience. And me and my husband, like we used to do it, but uh, it, and and go walking. And the thing is, is that you get to, especially when you buy a river. Mm. Especially when you buy the river, because you hear all the sounds. You hear the birds, you hear, yes. you know, you know, you hear all that and the water, right. you know, just moving along. And I see why people tend to take recordings of the sounds like that yes. because it's natural. I it's literally, natural. And, literally listen to uh, a river when I go to bed. Mm-hmm. When I wake okay. up in the morning, I literally yeah. and when I'm out there. I, I offer that if you put a stethoscope to my heart, it sounds mm. like moving water. Like mm. I love, that's why I always look for um, waterfalls. Um, yes. I get out there and I take my shoes off and put my feet in, in moving water. Or mm. we'll sit down at moving water and have lunch. So absolutely. I, yes, I totally yes. understand. Um, it's, there's just something about, um, uh, being out there and I would never that's what's so crazy before mm-hmm. going to China it was never something I wanted never mm-hmm. I was yeah. always in a rehearsal I was always on stage I'm a singer as well I'm a musician mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. to, I was on stage I was in rehearsals I was preaching um, I had my degree in biblical studies I was pursuing mm-hmm. the collar yeah yes, yes now you can't hardly get me to go <laughs> See, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to Hawaii right quick. You know, <laughs> the, the, the look at the mountains, you know, because I, I mean, that's that's the things that I like. I, I, I realize that's that freedom that we have with God. That the freedom that we have with God, because we don't have to stay stagnant in one place. Right. We don't have to be like, okay, I got to follow this regimented. Re- you know, regimented rules and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and keep doing this and, and, you know, and the way I interpret God is he is everywhere and everywhere he is. And and the thing is that everywhere is him. Yes. You know, and you can't put God in a box. Right. And, and you can't even put God in the box of gender. Um, and mm-hmm. I just I just want to say that while we refer to God as him, I I know better. My my perspective of God is is way um, has expanded beyond gender. However, yes, um, I still haven't figured out any other way to communicate that because um, mm-hmm. I was raised in, in black church um, mm-hmm. and in Christianity. So, you know, in Christianity, God is either a him. God is always a him, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm yeah. still I'm still working on, but believe mm-hmm. me, I I this is so funny. I don't know if people see this contradiction, but Jesus, um, it is written of Jesus to have told the woman at the well 
that God is a spirit, and they mm-hmm. that work with Him, God mm-hmm. is a spirit, and they that mm-hmm. work with Him. So, yeah. so even Jesus contradicts, yeah. according to the according to the scripture, contradicts yeah. Himself by saying God is a spirit. And the last time I checked, spirits were not gender. So yeah. God is a spirit, mm-hmm. and then identifies that spirit as Him. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But when the rest of the verse says, "God is a spirit; they that worship Him must worship mm-hmm. Him in spirit uh-huh. and in truth." Um, yes. and so that's a contradiction in and of itself. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I believe that yes, God or this thing we call God. This, mm-hmm. um, as I love Carlton Pearson described God the other day. I love. He said, um, "Divine intelligence." Um, the spirit that is divi- as that is a divine intelligence. Um, I don't believe to be a gender, um, but it's easier to uh-huh. to, to repeat that um, at, in conversation. Yes, ma'am. I'm right here. Okay, because we had fro you had froze up for a minute. Oh but, uh, you're you're okay. Um, so do you have another book on the way? Are you working on something new? I'm working yeah. on something new. I don't, I don't, it's nothing like what, what I've written. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've partnered with someone. I won't say what it yes. is, but um mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm we're hoping that it'll be released uh January next year. Oh, okay, okay, yes. okay. Well, you gotta come back and tell us. Um, you gotta come and share, come and share. Yes, ma'am. Come and share with us. And um, I will be happy to have both you and your co-author to come yes. on the show. Absolutely. And I want to thank you so much for coming today. And I love your book, and I will be sitting out here. Okay, look, you need to get this book, everybody. You need to go ahead and get this book, okay? Because this book is off the chain, and I love it, okay? Thank you so because much. It has, it has so many eye-opening moments in yeah. it, and um, truths, and wisdom. Thank you. Do me a favor, leave a, do me a favor and leave a review. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, Thank ma'am. You. I, I I I will do so immediately after we do this broadcast so because much. matter of fact I just finished your book this morning. Wow! Did you, just did, you the, did you buy the physical copy or the uh, the uh, what's it called Kindle? Paper. I bought physical copy. I like physical copy books. Cool. I like so, I like yes. You know what? One of my favorite things I love to tell people is that it has a page in it. Um, mm-hmm. That allows you to take notes, um, mm-hmm. either take notes or write down your own questions. And yes. so I want the reader to realize that they are not alone in having mm-hmm. questions. Uh, you know, often yes. we are afraid to share our questions, yes. especially our generation. Now, these kids, this generation behind me, honey, what? Child. Girl, <laughs> I, I want these children. Um, you know, no. just to come to understand that it, no. that people like myself who yes. have roots in Christianity, who inherited Christianity, who inherited mm-hmm. ministry, who have mm-hmm. a degree in biblical studies, who has mm-hmm. a, a license in ministry, 
who yes. certified all of the things, you know, mm-hmm. I still have questions. And, yeah. and so I want this, you know, generation behind me to understand that they are not by themselves. Yeah. Amen. Amen. They are not, they are not by themselves and they are not alone. No. You know, I think that's our thing with our young people is that um, they feel uh, alone when they go to people of, you know, they got these all these degrees and all right. this and I'm this and I'm that and all these titles. Right. But they don't have they don't they don't work with the young people. No. They don't, they don't volunteer. They you know they want to come to church and get saved and stuff. And you want to sit in church and hear your sermons and and get the tithes and offerings, but what are you doing outside of the church? Yeah. What are you doing outside of the fall four walls right. that you call your church? Are you having like, okay, like, come on. Okay. We having a youth day. Yeah. But it's outside. Okay. You know, and they bring their friends. Right. You know, and, 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 you know, are you going like, you know, to the trouble youth homes? Are you doing volunteer work? Are you doing, you know, um, some children don't know how to, you know, some children at the age of 16 don't know how to read or write. Mm. You know, it, it just is, what are you doing outside the church besides talking about come in the church, sit down, listen to this sermon, and I'm going to put you to sleep, and then you're supposed to just, you know, that that's that's what you get from church. It's no outside out, outside academic activity for you know for the 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 L the the, the clergy yeah go outside of what they're used to you know and um I, that I was think, you know something as simple as sometimes it could I don't want to say that I just feel like something as simple as listening and having a conversation with our young people you know yeah. ask them what makes sense to them and what doesn't make sense. You know, mm-hmm. I know I preach every Sunday. I know we do, you know, these classes, but what mm-hmm. makes sense and what doesn't make sense. You know, I wrote a, a, an entry in the book called Knocking on the Door of a Sunday School Lesson. Uh-huh. And, you know, they they only told us that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's yeah. all they told us. But, you uh-huh. know, they only told us that that he was instructed to build an ark. And that his family was saved. But nobody ever told us the rest of the story or the reason for the flood, Mm -hmm. you know, and what happened to everyone else. These last few days, I've decided to stop talking about the flood and start and start labeling it drowning. (laughs) It was a mass drowning. Yes, it was. That that's the part I got. That's the part the understanding that I got from that part in that scripture. Well, Noah was instructed to build an ark. And then okay, you getting all the animals and then all, all this stuff come together. And then okay, so when it's time for the rain to start, um, you just reject the people that want to get on the ark. You just reject them and close up your family and y'all going about your business, but then well, but, all these people are dead. But we can't we can't blame it on Moses. Now, listen, y'all. I'm talking I'm talking about the narrative. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Noah, right. But I'm yeah. and I'm talking about the narrative that is yeah. written. I wasn't there, yeah. so I can't verify no. that it happened. Amen. Now, Amen. We believe Christianity wants us to believe that God told Noah 
to reject yeah. everyone else. So it wasn't mm -hmm. no one that rejected everyone else. It was God. Yeah. And so God, you know, told Mo Noah to bring in his family and mm -hmm. two animals. And there was a mass drowning of yeah. men, women, mm -hmm. and children Shit. and animals. A mm -hmm. mass drowning, yeah. a mass. Yes. I, I want you to understand. I, I want to start painting the picture when we talk about that, especially mm -hmm. as we talk about the, the Roe v. versus Wade, Roe v. Wade situation where Christians are celebrating, um, you know, the the celebrating it as a compliment while it mm. all embraces that God drowned yeah. men, women, and children, children. babies, mm -hmm. newborns, yes. teenagers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. So so we worship that God. Uh-huh. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It That's was a mad drowning. There were people who lived. I, I mean, y'all, I am a swimmer. Yeah. I'm a swimmer and I also mm -hmm. teach swim lessons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My first uh, thing to teach is not technique. My first yeah. thing to teach is how to survive Live. water. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. want to teach uh -huh. you in a situation where you get tired how to yeah. survive Live. water. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I am feeling this when I say God yeah. massacred an entire world, according to scripture, by mm -hmm. mass drowning. How many other options could there have been? Just, just don't let everybody wake up the next day. How torturous would it have been to drown all of humanity? Hmm. Imagine yeah. you. There you got me thinking. <laughs> we've seen this. We've yeah. seen. We've seen someone drown. Many of us. Yeah. You don't. If you ain't never seen it, Google it. Mm -hmm. Never seen it? Go to to uh, um, YouTube and imagine mm -hmm. babies. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Imagine humanity, mothers holding on to their children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And y'all, and, and we worship that God who did that. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, I know. I know. Yeah. It's it's it, it's a thing of. How could I say this? If you look at time, you look at you, and when you look at that and you think about that, you think about that even before we get to know if I'm if I am correct, I think we deal with that with Moses and Pharaoh. How he, you know, made a way for the Israelites. But killed everybody else. Or killed, or killed, the, killed Pharaoh and his men to do that. And I, I totally now oh, now man. you got now you now you got me all up and <laughs> now you got my mind just going with that. And yes, uh mm -hmm. you know, I read um and I need to read a couple of more passages, but I recently read the story of uh David and Nathan when uh Nathan finds out that David is quote unquote sinned against God. Mm -hmm. And Nathan tells him, he said, God is not going to punish you. Even though now David admits to sinning against God, he said, yeah. God's not going to punish you, but he mm -hmm. is going to take or cause death on mm -hmm. your child. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, not 
now here's the thing. <laughs> Number one, the child is punished. Yeah. Number two, the child is stricken with an illness. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be that if, if we're going to believe this, let's just say that this child committed no wrong. Yeah. Let's let's okay. God. Can you put him to sleep? Can you just let him go to sleep and you take him in his sleep? No. Yeah, like, like seven that. days, this child yeah. suffered. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, Roe v. Roe v. Wade. Some of y'all Christians yeah. are listening. For seven yeah. days, this baby suffered mm-hmm. and yeah. then finally died. All the while, David mm-hmm. has, is fasting. He's not eating. Mm-hmm. He's praying mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to see this child saved yeah. Yeah. from death. And yes. God takes the child anyway. This anyway. is according to the narrative that is written mm-hmm. that Christianity yes. embraces. Yes. This is the God that y'all worship. And Christians will say, Christians will say, well, God did that because, well, that's mm-hmm. where a woman who chooses to terminate her pregnancy and God mm-hmm. has something in common. Because guess what? She did mm-hmm. that because. Uh-huh. Yeah. She did it for a reason too. Yeah. God yeah, has a reason so true. according to the yep. scripture, and she mm-hmm. has a reason according to the reality she's living in. Yes, yes, but so we, worship true. The, we worship the God that will make a baby suffer who did not do anything wrong. We worship that mm-hmm. God. Okay. But we mm-hmm. fight with a woman who chooses to terminate a pregnancy for whatever pregnancy. she feels like she needs. Yeah, to. and it's, I mean, I, me as a person, I think that's I, me as a person. I think it's wrong for another person to put uh, to place that kind of power over on somebody else. Right. Well, you're gonna tell me I can't. Okay, say I'm gonna give you this sample. Say I was raped, right. and and I got pregnant by I, I got pregnant by my rapist. I don't want to have his baby. I don't want to, I, I don't, I, and then you're going to tell me, I can't do what I want with my body, but can't nobody tell you what to do with yours? I mean, it's like, what kind of contradictory world is this we living in? Right. And, and, and for me, I'm not even there as much as I am. You, you say you, you back this, your, your uh, intolerance up with Christianity. Christianity's yeah. authority is the Bible. You yeah. worship the God who killed children. The, that's yeah. those stories are in the Bible. Yeah, true that. That's the no, God. No, no. That's the God you are defending. That's the God you yes. lift your hands to. That's the God you yeah. call. You know mm-hmm. your leader. Yes. That's the one you mm-hmm. pray to. The one yes. who and child. Mm-hmm. Even though David was praying. Mm-hmm. Please God. Fasting, yes. He was don't. doing all this stuff to please God, and God took the child anyway. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We could, we could, we could go all into this topic forever. <laughs> uh, it has been. <laughs> I want to say thank you so much, Andrika. Thank you so much for coming and being a guest. And um, and I want to say congratulations on your award for your book. Oh, and and I want to say it has been a pleasure and an honor thank having you. you as a guest and and really sitting here and we talking because how, do you realize we have been talking almost a whole hour? I see that <laughs> normally. I, I'm not surprised at that. Most of the interviews I participate in are an hour. 
<laughs> and sometimes it, we have to do a part two. I know, right? You know, because it get it's getting real deep. You know, it get, so it get deep, right? So, thank you, Miss Hendrika, and I love you, and you have a nice evening, yes, and you know, and I wish you much congratulations on your book and let let us know when you're coming out with this next one because we want you to come back okay yeah thank we you, want so you to, we want you to come back honey can, can we come offer back. Where, where we can get the book we can you can get the book at amazon well, you yes you can get the book at amazon um you can get it at uh, you can get it at barnes mm -hmm. and noble as well um, you mm -hmm. can get it at Black Mecca if you want to. I'm sorry, not Black Mecca, Books Mecca if you okay. want to um, uh, support Black businesses as well. Yes. So, mm -hmm. yeah, look for me on social okay. media. Tell me how you okay. heard about me and, um, okay. and let me know if you have any questions. I'm, I'm willing to okay. Okay, give us your links, your uh, social media links. I am on uh, Instagram, I am on Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, Twitter as Chandrika D. Fee. Mm -hmm. That's P-H-E-A. Okay. Let me know Hi. where you get out me from because if you send me some old strange message, I'll be like, I don't know you. I don't know. But, <laughs> I heard you on, on author expert. Then, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Know. Okay, Ms. Chandrika. Thank you so much and love you and you have you. a good evening. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure and an honor speaking with her this evening. Child, oh my goodness, we could go on for days and days and days on end with that. And um, we want to thank you for coming in to Arthur's Extra Sunday. We greatly appreciate you coming to be with us. And we thank you so much for what you have what what you have uh given us miss shandrika i want to thank everybody for coming in to arthur's extra sunday sharif johnson moore saying i see you on the next arthur's extra sunday thank you so much everyone and welcome to LBM TV. I am Sharice Johnson Moore, owner and CEO of LBM TV. Here at LBM TV, our objective is to give you programming that will invigorate, motivate, and inspire you. Our programming will provide you with insight, in-depth knowledge, and solutions in your daily living. We can be seen on every smart TV, smartphone globally. We're located on C1 Media Smart TV app, Apple TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, 
Android TV, and Google TV. So get ready to enjoy a positive, uplifting program for your daily living here at LBM TV, where we care about you. Thank you. 